Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins and welcome to another episode of the New Grad Radio podcast. The podcast following the experiences of a new graduate nurse starting into the intensive care unit. So I can't really say that there's been a day over the last seven months that I haven't learned something new. Starting in the ICU, there are so many learning opportunities that present themselves each and every single day. Uh, And to start with, over the last few months of making this podcast, I've been a bit vague with um, the, the specifics of what I've been learning. Uh, at times. Um, and so literally, I just want to make this episode can be nice and quick, just talking about specifically a few few things that I've learned over just the past couple of shifts, um, just to sort of show that even seven months in, I'm still learning something new every day. Um, so now that I've stepped up, uh, only within the last few patients, I've stepped up to the next level again. So now I've progressed to phase four, and that's the final phase of my training through my graduate year. Uh, phase four means that I'm starting to care for patients who are very, very sick. Um, the same types of patients that I've cared for before, except now they're day one, um, coming straight from surgery or uh, within the first few hours of presentation to ICU. Um, so we're talking about big, big, major traumas of which end up on the news. You've got um, big traumatic brain injuries significant uh, overdoses just things that are things that so many things go wrong within those first few hours so it's something that you just need to remain hyper vigilant during that time Um, and so now yeah so now that I'm experiencing those higher acuity of patients again uh, I'm starting to do extra things that I just haven't done yet because I haven't cared for a patient during that initial stage Um, so, but because it's a higher acuity and before I would be pushing into that phase four, something that I wanted to feel a bit more comfortable with was, um, setting up in case there was an emergency intubation. This is something that we covered in a paramedic training. Um, we used to have a teacher at uni who uh, would stress the importance of being able to set up for a rapid sequence intubation, um, for intensive care paramedics. Um, so even though it wasn't within our skill set to be intubating or anything like that, just to be understanding what equipment there was. Um, and if, if it was need to occur and there was an intubation, that would be knowing the basics of, of how to hand them the, the tools that they need. Uh, and the same practice goes within ICU. Uh, already, I haven't seen a lot, but I have seen a few times where the doctors have needed to rapidly intubate someone. Um, and so if that were the case, I'd much prefer to have some sort of idea of the equipment and exactly what I would need to do in that emergency situation. Um, so I said that to one of the other nurses and she said, look, no worries at all. How about tomorrow night? We'll go through it together. We'll go through the crash cart. We'll look at the airway trolley and we'll break it down. Um, and the whole of that night, I was so, so excited until the next night, um, and literally it was 2.30 in the morning. We sat down together. Um, she, we literally just went through each and every one of the drawers and broke down every single piece of equipment in there. And that was by far one of my favorite learning opportunities I've had during my time in ICU. And now I know that if, if an airway emergency were to occur and if I needed to perform the role of an airway nurse, I'd have a lot more of an idea of how I'd be helping uh, in that case. Uh, also, uh, literally just a couple of shifts ago, um, I had my first ever time with the doctor uh, going down for a CT trip. Um, as I've sort of mentioned, it was quite a few podcasts ago now, a few episodes um, ago, where I said that I had my first ever time to, to CT. 
Uh, this was an independent trip. I, it was literally just me and a patient who didn't have much going on. It wasn't intubated, not many medications running. It was pretty safe. Uh, it didn't require a doctor. But this patient was day one. It was one of their first uh, proper CTs of brain. Uh, for a patient who yeah, suspected had a very big traumatic brain injury. Um, so here we go, we're going, we're going down and not only now am I setting up uh, all of the things that I was practicing before. So uh, I was talking through to with my educators about how to set up a ventilator, um, like one of those portable ventilators that we can take down to, to CT. Um, and also, so not only did I have to set that one up, I did all of the, the testing that I needed for it. I got all of the bags that I needed and all the equipment all set to go. Uh, and also I was preparing medications such as Vecuronium, uh, which are medications that can rapidly paralyze someone if that was the case. So it was definitely another level up again. Uh, and I'm working independently, sort of has that nurse sort of role um, with the doctor now heading down to CT. So that was a big, big new one as well, which was interesting. Um, another patient just the other day, uh, first time that I've seen a patient with hyperkalemia, uh, so high potassium. Normally it's the other way around when you've got patients who are urinating a lot, and you've got furosemide, so they're dumping lots of urine. They're really offloading that potassium that's in their body. So a lot of the time we, we have protocols in which we can replace potassium if they're low. Um, in this case, the patient um, was pretty rapidly starting to increase their potassium. And with that can come dangers of electrolyte, uh, like different electrical rhythms that you don't want, uh, such as VT, which is a shockable rhythm. So um, we don't want that at all. So... Um, uh, that was the first time I've administered the, the medication that we do to help that. So one of those is 10 units of Actirapid, so insulin, uh, with 50% dextrose. Um, so that I was literally watching it in front of me. Like I'm seeing the peak T waves on the 12-lead on the ECG. I'm seeing all of the stuff that I've learned in my theory. I'm seeing it in the patient. And now I'm seeing what I can do about that now um, in the context of a few other nurses around. I was asking for assistance and yeah, that was another experience. Um, and also for my first time, literally just the other day, I had my very first ever student. Um, and that was a big thing in itself. Um, at uni, I set up these programs that were helping to, to bring peer teachers into the first year classrooms. Um, I did a lot of peer teaching at, at uni, but this was the first time in as a registered nurse that I had my first student. Um, and I'll talk about that in another episode as well, just what I learned from it. But again, all of these experiences, they come each and every single day. And again, I can't really see a time over the last pretty much seven months that I haven't learned something new each and every single day. So um, I guess the, the moral of the story is that because there are so much feedback coming to you and there's just so many uncertainties throughout this throughout the graduate year. It's just about having an open mind and being able to take feedback. Um, everyone's trying to do to support you. They're, yes, you're building up your practice as a nurse. You're trying to feel confident. You're trying to look competent. Um, but if there is just so many different types of patients that come into the ICU that I'm going into and the patients are so, so, so sick. Um, and it, you just have to admit to yourself that you just don't know everything and no one knows everything. And there's so many people with so many backgrounds 
um, who are all there to, to help you um, to be keeping that patient safe and, and progressing their care in the ICU. So if you're able to take feedback and you're able to leave your ego at the door, well, then starting in the ICU is definitely a, a great place to be, to be learning so much. So hopefully I haven't rambled on for too long, guys. So I just wanted to give you some ideas of things now, seven months in, that I'm still learning every single day. So I hope this has been interesting for you and I can't wait to talk to you next time.